Good evening and welcome to Slam the Gavel, the show that tells it all regarding family court, other court issues, as well as CPS. I'm your host, Marianne Petri, and since 2016, Monica Shimonik has been coaching moms and dads as they navigate through the treacherous waters of the family law racket. Aside from workshops, which helps with specific problems, her 12-week signature course, The Best Interest of the Parent, uses a four-quadrant model to create a robust healing and empowerment system so that you control the narrative in your life, not the state. You coupon code slam the gavel to get 10% off her course and that will be in the podcast notes. I have a return guest. I'm happy to announce I have Ann O'Keefe Rogers back on. She's a wife and mother of four. She's a certified family life educator. She is also a coach and facilitator uh, for Dr. Roseman and she facilitates support groups. And those are for alienated parents. And that is where her passion lies. And she and I, we're going to have a conversation. We're going to talk about cultural conversation and this, these support groups for alienated parents. So I welcome you back on. Anne, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you, Marianne? I'm okay. <laughs> so what is, okay, this cultural conversation, because you and I had talked earlier about that. So do you want to jump into that first? Sure, sure. So what I love about your podcast, Marianne, is because they're about dismantling family corruption. It speaks to the cultural conversation. And my heart really is for alienated parents who've gone through the trauma of family court, especially alienated parents. Um, But the cultural conversation right now, talking about cancel culture and so many things that we that were part of the culture are being taken down monuments are taken down roads are being renamed and that this is the cultural conversation right now and a greater awareness of of race and gender and i think it's really important that we as members of the culture and having these conversations especially for parents the linguistic genomics, okay? That's mm-hmm. a new term, and it shows the, the lies and the forgeries, functional forgeries within family courts where parents are no longer allowed to be parents. Right. Perfectly normative parents with no substance abuse issues, no mental health issues, no reason why they should not be permitted to parent after divorce, these parents are being robbed of their right to parent. And many times it's because there is one parent who is angry enough or has more financial power than the other parent. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll, I'll use an example that just actually came up today. A friend of mine is pregnant. She is in her early 40s, so it's considered high risk. She is not permitted to bring her husband into the doctor's office for the prenatal checkups. Her husband is the father of that child, and he is not permitted to participate in the prenatal care of that child. This is an example of where a parent is not allowed to be part of the, the care, the health care of a preborn child. And 
I could use any other number of examples where a government or an authority is invading the sovereign power of parents. Mm-hmm. In my situation, I have four children and the, the court in Ohio stripped me of my rights to parent my own children. Mm-hmm. So this conversation needs to be heard. And alienated parents prior to COVID, we knew about parental alienation and these forgeries and these lies and these distortions of reality. And now with COVID, as we're slowly recovering from it, it's, it's, it's manifesting even more so, I would say. What do you think, Marianne? Yes, I think it has gotten worse in the family court area. I mean, in some ways, it has gotten better because it was on Zoom and people could record these things with the judge. So that's that's probably the only one good thing. But other than that, you know, people are withholding their kids from the other parent because of fears of COVID. They've used it as an excuse to withhold the child. Exactly. Exactly. And I I think it's very important for parents to stand up and say, I that that child is mine. That is my biological child. Where there is no clear danger and there is no issue, no history of substance abuse or child abuse, there is no reason why that parent should not be permitted some time with their own child. And that, that's the tragedy of, of parental alienation. Um, mm-hmm. It's so important for parents who are on this journey of parental alienation to connect. And, and that's why my, re- my heart really is in serving alienated parents who've been targeted by uh, their former partner to be eliminated from the life of their own child alienated parents need to connect with each other. When they connect with each other, this builds uh, goodwill and rapport and support. And the only way alienated parents are going to be able to heal from this trauma of family court is by being able to support each other. And many times, these, these, this connection, this support, it can be more powerful than therapy or other treatments. Mm -hmm. And it's really important for other targeted parents to reach out to others to support, support others, other parents on the journey. And Marianne, I know you've done that quite a bit. There Mm -hmm. are parents who reach out to you um, Mm -hmm. after, especially after one of your podcasts that Mm -hmm. like, a podcast really hits home, really resonates with an alienated parent. So they'll reach out to you and God bless you for what you're doing, Miriam, because you and your podcasts are a valuable resource. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I, I do hope it helps. What uh, the support groups that you've seen, Miriam, what have you seen as far as that power of connection? What have you observed? Um, you know, just parents that are very uh, frustrated with the system. Pow- they feel powerless. And sometimes, you know, especially when you're representing yourself, 
there's a powerlessness, but then there could be a powerful feeling as well. Um, it just depends on the court case and who knows who in within the courtroom. Um, so I have, you know, talked to parents in regards to issues such as that, um, criminal cases. I've talked to some individuals about what has happened to them. Even in that realm, it's almost the mm -hmm. same thing as the family court system. Absolutely. And it's, um, you know, a, a case that comes to mind that most Americans know about is the O.J. Simpson case where there's one party that has the, the dream team, right, the legal team that is ridiculously expensive, and the other party may not. And many times it comes down to, to the financial net worth of both parties. And the parenting skills are, by the judge, they're deemed irrelevant in many, many cases. Mm -hmm. And that, that's, that's the crime. And that's where, how is that in the best interest of the child mm -hmm. for perfectly normative parent not to have time with their own child simply because their ex-spouse has a higher net worth? Mm -hmm. Well, money talks. I've, I learned that back when I was a little kid. And now it's, it's true. Money talks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this is not a gender issue. Uh, quite frankly, Miriam, what I've seen is that I've seen alienated fathers and mothers. There's no reason to say that this is necessarily a, a, a gender thing. I do believe it, it comes down in many cases to net worth. And that, that should be completely separate that that has nothing to do with the parenting skills of a parent i agree also i've noticed um you know there's a lot of this talk about you know domestic violence um cases in the courtroom and once that is brought up if the woman brings that up then the opposing side will bring up parental alienation. Mm -hmm. And the fact is that, you know, abusive men have used parental alienation, but they've twisted its meaning and the courts fail to address that issue. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people have to realize that when a parent, you know, takes their own views and emotions and puts it onto that child, then that will lead to that child rejecting the target parent. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is what also creates the alienation. Mm -hmm. It's, a it's the high conflict divorce becomes the high conflict parenting relationship. Mm -hmm. Yes. And these courts have to recognize and stop buying into this parental alienation. The judges have to be more educated. Mm -hmm. And say, oh, yeah, someone's pointing, someone's saying, you know, uh, they have documented domestic ab abuse issues. It's documented. They have pictures. They have police reports. The opposing side can't just shoot out, oh, parental alienation and, and use that to get the kid. They mm -hmm. should be, you know, I don't know, they should be doing that in the criminal court. Right. See, and the thing is, I think that's what the problem is, is they're taking the family court and pretending it's a criminal court. 
I don't know. Exactly. And, and it's one thing to have a photograph of a bruise or a cigarette burn on a child. That's obvious. Mm-hmm. But the amount of money and time it takes for a, a PA competent professional to make the assessment using, for example, Dr. Bill Burnett's five-factor model. And it's a, it's a checklist. And it's pretty straightforward. If these behaviors are present, that means parental alienation is present. Mm-hmm. That is where more and more judges, magistrates, attorneys need to be educated on that five-factor model. I know attorney Ashish Joshi has also been using some great tools to be able to identify in a pretty simple and straightforward way. This isn't really rocket science. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not that difficult to wrap one's head around. Mm-hmm. And the sooner it's um, identified, the sooner it can be treated. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important to get those resources out there that the five-factor model, um, the resources that attorney Ashish Joshi has uh, been using, Brian Ludmer in Canada, also another fabulous resource. He's uh, a PA competent attorney. So um, it's, it's uh, something that, you know, for those of us who've been going through PA for a long time, Marianne, it's, we, we need to get smart on the best way to solve the problem. And alienated parents have complex PTSD. And mm-hmm. when we know what the science shows, what the research shows, that the best practices in treating PTSD are the skills to deal with those symptoms, the adjustment in the the parent's worldview to be able to see things for the better, and also just greater awareness of coping skills if there is a recurrence of PTSD. When there's a long protracted court case, there's going to be many, many trigger points along the way. And alienated parents need to know about, okay, if I have a court date coming up, what that means is I need to be aware of the fact that there's going to be a lot of things that are going to come up that are going to be disturbing. I need to have the stress management in place. I have to have a plan for the coping skill that I'm going to use when this stuff comes up. And that's something that alienated parents really need to be aware of Mm -hmm. and And the support groups also are a great place to to be able to talk about those things right and i think the pt the cptsd i i don't think that ever will ever leave you i think that will be with you for life after all the damage family court has done you know, if Absolutely. they're not if they're not shooting out one allegation, they're shooting out. Oh, he or she's mentally ill. That's what I got. But uh, no. Mm-hmm. But um, when it comes to money, like you had said earlier, which was a totally spot on point, mm-hmm. when there's money involved, that's who's going to win. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And Marianne, if if you were in a horrid accident and you had to lose your pinky finger 
and it had to be amputated. And for whatever reason, you're unable to reattach it or do a prosthetic. You would know for the rest of your life until you died, mm-hmm. you're just going to have to adapt and deal with it and accommodate and live your life with nine fingers. Mm-hmm. Alienated parents have had years, if not decades, of their life, of their child's life, ripped out. Mm-hmm. So I rely on my pinky finger every day without even thinking about it. If it was gone, wouldn't I be that much more aware of it? Mm-hmm. That's where we alienated parents need to be very aware of the trauma that has happened and that continues to happen. The more and more time that we do not have with our children and the fact that the community who is choosing to look the other way, mm-hmm. churches, schools, mm-hmm. pediatricians, they know exactly what is going on. They know there's a high conflict divorce, there's a child who's rejecting the parent, and yet, Bob, hear no evil, see no evil, mm-hmm. nothing going on here, nothing to see. Yep. When they- the child has rejected the parent and that parent's family of origin, not just mm-hmm. the parent. Mm-hmm. And they will, oh, oh, she's doing fine. Oh, he's making straight A's. Oh yeah, she's, she's doing great. Couldn't mm-hmm. be better. Hello? She hasn't mm-hmm. talked to her mom in 10 years? Mm-hmm. Come on. That's not, that there's, there's, too many people who will not say something. Mm-hmm. And it's those parents and professionals who will say something. That's how we're going to get some things changed. And that's how we're going to get the awareness. Mm-hmm. And that's where a teacher or a clergy member will say to the alienated child, hey, you know what? Maybe you should call your mom on Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you should reach out to your dad at Christmas mm-hmm. or Rosh Hashanah or whatever religious tradition that the parent comes from, mm-hmm. that is how these changes will start taking place that need to happen. It's got to also start with these counselors, but uh, you know, some of them are, I don't know if they're, some are court appointed, some aren't. And even if they are not court appointed, they get into the courtroom somehow and they are so inept and they don't even know what they're talking about or what they're seeing. Yeah. And uh, it's not like uh, I could waltz in there and say, here, you know, here's articles on parental alienation. Do you know this went, ha- this went on in the case? Are, you, do you know you contributed to this in this case? Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I guess until we get younger, even we'll say younger judges, younger attorneys, and uh, psychotherapists that have been through the system and know the games, hopefully, maybe there, there will be change. Absolutely. And it's, it's going to take a long time uh, to, to educate and how many milestones will be missed. Mm-hmm. And I've had more than one person say to me, oh, 
you know, these kids will come back. They'll reconnect with their parent. And it's easy for them to say that. Sometimes that does happen. Sometimes it doesn't. But again, all the milestones that are missed in that interim when they are not in a relationship and the relatives who who died the funerals the weddings all the traditional religious ceremonies all those things are missed in that interim time so yes some, some alienated children do reconnect but at at what cost at what price mm-hmm. And then again, you really don't get the same child back. Because they've been traumatized too. Mm -hmm. And um, I really wish, you know, um, the legal profession and these child psychologists would wake up. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. also be aware of the personality disorders they're dealing with. And this is what they have to be aware of. And it's, for an example, if a child psychologist sets up a family meeting, okay, a family unit is a mother, the father, and the child or children. So if, say, only the mother or only the father shows up with the kids, that's not family counseling. And that counselor should pick up the phone and call that parent and say, did you know about this meeting? Mm-hmm. And if there's if the answer is no, then that should be a red flag to that counselor, that child psychologist. And especially now that most people have access to Zoom or FaceTime, there's no reason why they can't participate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's probably one of the good things, like I had said earlier, that COVID did was, you know, bring out the Zoom and everybody, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then you had mentioned cancel culture, and that I find kind of bothersome because it's where people just believe whatever they hear. Mm-hmm. I believe in the both sides. Of, there's two sides to every coin. So I want to, if I hear a story, <laughs> I want to hear both both sides of that story, not yes. just believe what someone's blindly believe. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and historiography is something that there is a whole field of history, just the accurate reporting of history. Mm-hmm. So um, just because I, I happen to be an Irish American and I also have French Canadian roots, maybe I'm going to report history or facts differently as a result, but I am aware of my bias and that's the part with the cancel culture is that we can't be so firmly wed to our opinion, our worldview, to the complete exclusion of somebody else that they don't also have a right to their worldview. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that, that division is not helpful. Mm-mm. Um, I, I've learned some great resources. I, I recently became a certified family life educator and I learned about some wonderful resources to try to cross this division and this divide that, that is very polarizing in this cancel culture era. And it's, it's called Better Angels. 
and it's a dialogue forum for people of a Republican persuasion and a Democratic persuasion to be able to have conversations that are productive and fruitful about these issues that, that matter. And I think that is something that people need to be aware of, that there are some constructive ways to have dialogue on these hot button issues so that we can move forward and, and we can try to heal. Mm-hmm. We have to, I, well, you would know better than I, because you talk to, you know, these alienated parents and groups and people have to lift each other up and also move forward. Mm-hmm. And you've got to move forward, of course, when you're ready, but even when you're not ready, you still have to move forward. Mm-hmm. It's like they tell painters, you know, you might be having, you might feel like you have a bad day, but you got to finish that painting. Just paint it even while you're having a bad day. Right. Right. And um, I've done that and you just work through it. And what do they say? The perfection is the enemy of the good. Yeah. Sometimes we can be so focused on doing something perfectly. Well, if we're going to focus so much on perfection, it may never get done. Sometimes we just need to accept the fact that, you know, mm-hmm. good is good. Sometimes good is what is necessary. Right, right. Now there's like, I know there's like a lot of truth in advertising and which is what everyone does. Hope to, you tell the truth in advertising. Mm-hmm. And um, we were talking earlier about linguistic genomics. Yes, yes, we were. That's part of that, that cultural conversation and the, the functional forgeries. Linguistic genomics is focused on showing forgeries and lies, either in, in science or politics or any genre, that these are forgeries. They might function, but they're still forgeries. They're not, they're not based in reality and common sense. And, mm-hmm. and that's what that whole field is about. And there's a lot of application to, you know, what, what alienated parents are going through. Right. Um, that's particularly disturbing because I really never heard of that term, linguistics, genomics. Yeah, linguistic genomics. And that is a whole field that is mushrooming now at, at the moment. I wanted to touch on something too as, as we start to wrap up about um, the connection and the support groups and the health and the healing that is available for alienated parents, um, especially through support groups. And those support groups can be online on, on either social media or, or Facebook. Um, or it can be an in-person support group. I work out of the Resolution Center here in Jacksonville, and we have a parental alienation support group that's beginning this month. And there's also Zoom PA support groups. Dr. Mark Roseman is beginning one uh, September 22nd, and that is for alienated parents. So there's some great resources to have support from other alienated parents on the journey. And one of the things that we talk about in our support group, um, I 
co-host with Adina Leibowitz, and she is a mastermind on nutrition and the role of nutrition in health for alienated parents. Mm-hmm. And nutrition and lifestyle choices and stress reduction. Those mm-hmm. are some of the things that we talk about mm-hmm. in the support group so that each parent can identify what is going to be most helpful for them to be as strong and healthy as they can be mm-hmm. because it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Mm-hmm. We have to make sure that we as parents are doing everything we can. Mm-hmm. And, you know, staying healthy is very important. And when I was going through my issues, I was trying to stay healthy. And that still didn't stop me from having a heart attack. And I had perfect cholesterols, and they couldn't believe it. But it was caused by stress. Sometimes you can do all the right things. I mean, I, you know, it just, I don't know, it just depends on the person. And you were a full-time nurse at the time you had your heart attack or no? Oh, oh no. I had completely lost my career at that point. Okay. Even prior, prior to that point. And so I you could, had all the, you had all the head knowledge as a nurse, uh-huh. to what it means to be healthy. And yet it still happened. Right. Right. And then, you know, nurses, when they get a heart attack, they're like, no, this can't be happening. I'll just take four aspirin and I'll just keep going. And it just, the pain never went away. So my husband, I called my husband and he said, will you call an ambulance? It's like, no, I don't want to. Of course, they pull into the driveway with the lights flashing. And it's like, no, I'm not getting on the gurney. I can walk to the ambu- into the ambulance. Uh-huh. I'm so embarrassed. It's like, you turn those things off as we're in the neighborhood. It was just embarrassing. But yes, it was a heart attack. Well, what did they, what's the line, Marianne? The shoemaker's children go barefoot. You're yeah. the nurse and you're the one resisting the healthcare in that case. Right. <laughs> Uh, but this happens. But it's it's good she's there to teach about nutrition because um, nobody eats right, and some people, you know, you're you've got a court case coming up and you're stress eating. Or I, I suggest you munch on popcorn. You yes. know, because just the crunching, it's just good to focus yeah. on that without going to Taco Bell. <laughs> Absolutely. And she's got some brilliant slides where she, she talks about the importance of keeping one's body chemistry in balance between mm-hmm. the acidity and the alkaline through nutrition. Mm-hmm. Uh, just some really powerful, powerful stuff. Yeah, that's great. So how often are these meetings? Uh, weekly, beginning September 22nd. Okay. Uh, that is the support group for alienated parents through Dr. Mark Roseman. And then Adina runs a mom's group that meets on Thursdays. I believe it's every other Thursday. And her name is Adina Leibowitz. And perhaps in the comments, we can put the link to Adina's uh, alienated mom's group. That'd be great. Okay. Was there anything else you'd like to add? I would add only that there is hope when an alienated parent first reaches out for help from another alienated parent however that reaching out is there really is hope 
and that hope comes from connecting to another parent and when you trade tips with another alienated parents you will become healthier and happier mm -hmm. definitely very very true and i will have you back on and uh, so um, don't jump off, okay? Slam the Gavel is a podcast to help the public understand what really goes on in these family courtrooms. I'm your host, Marianne Petrie, author of Dismantling Family Court Corruption, Why Taking the Kids Was Not Enough, and Cry Out for Justice, Poems of Truth. Please join us again here with Anne in the future and other guests with other exciting episodes. Thank you, Anne. My pleasure. <laughs>